welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. It's been a while because there's been nothing but trash movies out. So this movie is Madam Web, which is directed by S.J. Clarkson. The writers are Matt Sazama, Mark Sharpless, Claire Parker, and I, I want to say Matt Sazama's name has come up before. He is the writer of Morbius, the writer of Gods of Egypt, the writer of The Last Witch Hunter, the writer of that 2017 Power Rangers movie. And he also wrote the screenplay to Dracula Untold. So maybe you might have like like a half of a good movie. <laughs> like it stars Dakota Johnson, who is just bland, Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, and Celeste O'Connor, and the synopsis is Cassandra Webb is a New York metropolis paramedic who begins to demonstrate signs of clairvoyance, forced to challenge revelations about her past. She needs to safeguard three young women from a deadly adversary. Who wants them destroyed. So for people that aren't necessarily connected to comic book movies, Madam Web is a Spider-Man ally, tries to guide him with you know, this is the the path, this is the journey. But this one, forego all that, it starts off with her mother being in the jungle looking for some mysterious spider. When she finds the spider, she dies. And then it jumps to Dakota Johnson, 2003. She is a paramedic, and she's working with Adam Scott, who is actually Ben Parker. So it's playing really loose with everything, whether this is connected to more recent Spider-Man movies like the No Way Home series, but there's also Mary Parker in this, who is also Peter Parker's mother, and they make a reference to his father. Dakota Johnson, one instance where she's trying to help somebody, she gets trapped into a car. The car falls off the bridge. She's submerged in the water for a little too long, and then she starts having these hallucinations. She's pulled out of the water by Adam Scott, Ben Parker, believes that she was only under for maybe like 30 seconds, but she was under there for like a a while. There is a villain, Ezekiel Sims. He's looking for these three young ladies because he keeps having these visions because he's the person that ultimately killed Dakota Johnson's mother, Cassandra Webb's mother. But let's go to Jay. Jay, how did you feel about Madam Webb? Like the worst written movie I have seen. Like one thing that I've learned in my script writing class is that when you write, it has to be coherent. It has to make sense. Everything has to tie. There should be no plot holes. There should be no questions coming from the script, meaning, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You should explain virtually everything. Only thing that should be questioned is something that had to do with the plot, not just nonsensical bullshit. And this is what this movie is. Everything in this movie doesn't make sense. Illogical should never have been made. It should have never been greenlit. The director, screenwriters, scriptwriters, the screenplay, whomever. They should not write anything ever again. Yeah, and the one thing about this movie, it was in development for a long time. It went through several different iterations of a script, several different script writers. So there's multiple people credited for this, aside from the people that show up as being credited for it. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Because, you know, one thing I also learned is that writing is rewriting, meaning that you're going to always, even when you're done with a script, you're going to be writing more. Or you're going to think of something a little bit better. You're going to tweak the script. You've got to know when to stop. On top of that, there is about six people credited for the script. Six you got to know when to stop. You got to know when to stop. They didn't know when to stop. 
you said six? So yeah. six people probably put in some shit that did not mesh well, and this is what you got. And throughout this whole damn movie, throughout this whole fucking bullshit, damn near close to two-hour-long movie, you maybe, maybe have ten minutes worth of real action. This whole movie is nothing but a long-ass escort mission. Putting three teenage girls. These girls never get their fucking powers throughout the whole movie. Yeah, so their powers through visions. You see their powers through visions. They never get their powers at all. So one of the things that happens in the movie, again, the villain starts to have these visions of someone killing him because during that beginning of the movie was also on the hunt for like this mysterious spider in the jungles of some random South American country with Cassandra Webb's mother. And he killed her. So he got the spider's powers and he keeps having all these visions. It basically jumps 20 years ahead from his situation. So it's all just kind of jumping around a little bit. Go ahead, Jack. Jumping all around a bit. And it makes me think, see, the issue with this script, they're messing with vision. There's flash forwards, flashbacks. And it's all over the place. And then with that being said, like who's to say that this vision that he had was going to be a true vision? Maybe he made it a true vision when he decided to try to kill the girls before the vision even happened. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's like if he would have left it alone, because these girls didn't get their powers at all throughout the whole fucking movie. Nothing happened. And then you, you don't even know how they got their powers. They're regular, ordinary teenage girls. And all of a sudden they get powers. How? No one knows. Still running around like a fake-ass Spider-Man. During the press run for this, they were talking about they didn't want to make this standard origin story, but you did, in one sense. They wanted to tell this new and refreshing story of nonsense and way too long. It should have been two minutes. All right. Well, let's and... get some comments from Matt. Dive into a deeper discussion. So, Matt, how do you feel about Madam Web? Well, the movie should have been renamed Madam Potholes because I mean there was just so many from the start to the end, like things that would make sense. You know, for us on the ground, it's like everything was waved with a magic wand. Everything from, all right, so if the spider bit him, how come some have the ability to teleport? And how come some have the ability to crawl up walls? Is this like a, this like random spiders? How does it go from the baby go from a foreign country back to the United States? Why was the mom who was pregnant in a jungle full of poisonous spiders like why well they try to explain that way that she was doing all she could to save the life of her baby yeah but let's say there were seven people that went overseas to find the spider all six of them are dead and one comes back they wouldn't think that he would be a suspect am i missing something Uh, i don't have any explanation for that one and then the affliction that madam webb had because like the kid the baby that's not how that shit works that's an autoimmune disease not genetic. So what the fuck? When you're writing a fucking script, you're writing a goddamn script, if there's something that you are not an expert in, something you do not know, you know what you get? You get the experts. Anytime there's a military movie, they get military experts to make sure they are saying the right shit. They get military experts to make sure that the uniforms are on point, that certain ribbons are where they're supposed to be, that the rank is positioned in a proper place, that they're standing properly. They get all these things to make it realistic. They did none of that. They were just writing out the side of their fucking ass hole. Sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. 
You're good. I'm trying to think of it piece by piece about the movie. I mean, like, just so much stuff doesn't make sense. Like, hey, let me go ahead and you follow me. Do you trust me? No, I don't know you. And then all three of you to get in a cab that she stole. With all that technology that guy has, they wouldn't be able to track a stolen cab that likely has well, some man. form of... So there's a point in this movie, Cassandra Webb realizes she needs to go to South America. So, one, she hops on the plane. So at some point, there's cameras. How does she know how to get to this? No, I think she read her mother's logs or had it Who would know that the trees look the same 30 years later? Uh, it doesn't matter, Matt, because people are stupid. So, <laughs> like... <laughs> like, they would know? But she goes on a plane... Gets off a plane, goes in the jungle, has a little stupid experience, comes back to the U.S. So at no point in time where the villain is using technology, he's using AI technology to find somebody that left the country and came back. Not to mention, she had to go to the airport, and this was like 2003, post 9-11, when everybody was security. Yeah. And I was telling James earlier, I was like, hey... This movie kind of reminds me of a video game in which you're leading like a hostage situation. You're NPCs from point A to point B. Well, it's like a big cutscene. <laughs> yeah. And they do opposite of everything that you tell them to do. You tell them to go left, they go right. You try to hide them, they jump in between both of you where bullets are flying. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then come to think of it, like over at a silver diner where them kids started standing up on the table. Like, not one of the daggone waitresses would have yanked them out. And then for the daggone cab to crash through the front of the silver diner, and when they left still intact, let alone hit that little fake Spider-Man, like, he can see visions, but he can't hear a car going pretty fast, crashing through the door. And not even that. How tough was that damn car? The lights were still intact. Again, the car was damaged, but the car looks fine in the next scene. <laughs> this movie is nonsensical. And I think it stems from the fact that Madam Web is really just a supporting character in any iteration of Spider-Man. It does not require someone to make a whole movie surrounding Madam Web, basically trying to be some fake Charles Xavier. The director of this movie has only really done TV shows. It's on display in this movie. One, the acting is terrible. The acting is basically CW-level acting. There's really not much going on other than just kind of like a long, drawn-out drama and CW-level bad guy. The story itself is just very unimportant because you're talking about things that haven't happened yet. But you keep flashback, flash-forward, then she's replaying the same moment within the same scene, either flash-forward and flashback after a while because she can't control it. So it's not like she's doing it intentionally foresee the future you're playing fast and loose with the spider-man universe so you're implementing characters that i mean depending upon what movie you're talking about with spider-man you see uncle ben and this one it is adam scott being uncle ben you're playing fast and loose with mary parker peter parker's mother there's a reference aunt may so is that marissa tomei at this point i don't know but they keep jumping around with, with the spider-man lore for Sony to also help with these, the, the Marvel Spider-Man movies, to not have an equivalent movie solely from Sony, 
that is up to you even the level the first Spider-Man movie, Homecoming. To not have something up to that level. And then it seems to get worse and worse and worse. So redeem tour for like all these past comic book movies that in this meta universe of movies we need to compensate for the fact that these movies were terrible the amazing spider-man is a terrible movie the amazing spider-man 2 is a terrible movie but hey well in this meta universe we can have jamie fox come back okay that's fine like whatever or well spider-man 3 all the villains from that and we can have them in some other movie there won't be this for this movie. Like, there's no redeeming Dakota Johnson's poor performance. She's a terrible actress. There's nothing going on in this movie until, like, maybe the last five minutes. A chase scene, a whole bunch of just random accidents, the fake Spider-Man person, because the whole reason why Spider-Man looks the way that he is is because he came up with the design. But then, again, they're playing fast and loose with the Spider-Man lore have the black Spider-Man jump around and do Spider-Man moves when none of this is making any sense. So ultimately, this movie just did not need to exist. I think that this is basically a movie that they were just trying to go with. And I hate to say this, but it seemed like it's prominent, is that they want to do like something that has to do with culture. They need to stop. They need to stop. Well, like this- the whole thing is that they wanted to do another female-led superhero movie. How's yeah, that no, work? quit this trend. It- First of all, this barely qualifies as a superhero movie. There's references to superheroes. There's references mm-hmm. to characters that appear in superhero movies. But this movie itself is a drama. It is basically any movie that Jason Statham would have done between like 2007 and 2023 this is the beekeeper this is the transporter three <laughs> like this is uh, <laughs> like all those movies that he was escorting kids around he did like three movies like that yeah yeah i mean this is what that movie is it's just like okay with a little bit of spider-man lore mixed into that the problem isn't that they want to do a female-led superhero movie it's that it's just not well written it's not well-written. That's the problem. It's not that they want to do uh, a female-led superhero movie. They just don't know how to write characters for women. They just don't know how. And on top so, of that, if you want to go with that, and people are like, well, certain genders don't know how to write stories for other genders. The director, S.J. Clarkson, again, that's a pseudonym. I mean, she's a female. Wrote this movie. I mean, she's one of the credited writers. So... How did you not know how to write this? I mean, the times that this keeps happening, just talking about some of these female-led action movies, let's put it in that context, not just comic book movies. Some of those movies aren't good. This is one of those movies, like Charlie's Angels, like whenever that came out, Birds of Prey, the Marvels. Like, what is it about those movies that can't get over the hump? I mean, James was talking about the writing. Yes, the writing, like the story, the script is crucial to the success of any other movie. But at some point, when people see what is put on screen, when people see what is put on the dailies, when people see, hey, this is the rough cut, 
this doesn't work out well. Rewrites and things cut out and there's different edits of this movie. This is the story that they decided to put on screen. How do you expect for this to be successful when the story is just so boring in the end? So again, the story is important. Not put as many special effects. The editing in the movie is terrible. Dakota Johnson is terrible. You have Dakota Johnson delivering the flattest performance possible. That is like TV level performance. Again, CW level performance. An $80 million, near $100 million movie. Where did that money go to? To what? A diner? The woods? <laughs> Fixing that taxi in between scenes. I mean, the cookout scene? Where did it go to? <laughs> yeah, they didn't even have that many set pieces. So, yeah. Where did it go? That's a great question. <laughs> Mike Epps and his I, fake hair. You mean you were in the woods? I mean, because you can't blame it on CG. It's not a Marvel-style, Disney-style action movie where it's just like every scene is on a green screen or or the surround or like whatever you call that, the volume, and you're just paying tons of animators and CG artists. Like, no, that's not this movie. Like, they are just literally on a street. So hold on, hold on. So let's, let's think of the set pieces here. They had... Two apartment complexes. Cause you complexes had, a hotel. Hotel room. Yeah. A house for like a cookout for the baby shower. An ambulance. <laughs> ambulance and a, a rooftop. Yeah. In the woods. The woods don't count. I mean, I could go out in the woods near my neighborhood and shoot. You don't need a license for that. It has to be the salaries. It had to be Dakota Johnson's salary, which I, I doubt. I mean, she doesn't even command that much money. So it's like, whether it just be reshoots or someone tried to salvage something out of this movie, there is nothing worth it in this movie to be considered budget-friendly or budget-worthy. Like, whether you want to... Like, $30 million, I could understand. If it was $10 million, I could understand. I'm like, okay, well, you weren't even trying. I'll put this in the context of something like the Blue Beetle, who is actually trying to do something. It is successful at what it does. Like, this movie is successful at nothing. Being a uh, recipient of a Razzie Award, whenever those roll around. And none of the characters were like, not even one. Even in bad movies, there's at least one character that's like, yeah, I like him. Oh, I like her. You know what I'm saying? There was not one character that you were like, I like that. Not one. Not a single one. I mean, you got people, and one of Keith's things is always about characters doing dumb things. If someone tells you, hey, don't leave, don't do this, something bad is going to happen to you, and something has already happened badly to you, and you don't listen, the dumb thing, in order to move the plot forward, which is, then that becomes a problem. And I understand them not trusting her. I get that. But she kind of proved herself when something bad, like you said, when something bad did happen, she predicted that, and you saw right so she's telling you don't do this don't do that even though you may not trust her you may want to listen you, you, maybe a little bit you just may want to listen but these are teenagers man that still doesn't excuse the poor writing like at least make the characters into say there's nothing redeemable about this movie nothing redeemable they are interesting they just do opposite of what you told them i was thinking about this shit all last night why did she want to say was it that she was like, oh my God, I must save these girls. 
We don't know those girls. Why? Well, because she had a vision and she's a good person. And look. He ain't trying to save Mike Epps. He did more. Did something to the tire to make sure he didn't drive off. Right, but nah. And the thing is, you had a better chance with him because he actually knew you. He would trust you. Yeah. You're going to try and save these three random girls that don't know you. All right, well, let's wrap this up. The movie doesn't deserve this long of a podcast, but Jay, what score would you give Madam Webb? I give it a zero. I think that you should avoid this movie at all costs. If you want to see a bad movie, see something else. This is beyond bad. Matter of fact, Barry, I was telling you this yesterday. I watched two. I watched two blocks. I loved <laughs> the Mecca, a bad movie. This does not deserve to be on Tubi. That's saying something. If I'm saying that, this does not deserve to be on TV or any free streaming service. It doesn't deserve. Never been made. Once it went through all those rewrites, they should just, you know what? Let's just hold this L. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers does it all the time. Film a whole movie. The movie's ready to release. They put out a trailer for it. And they're like, no, dog. Sorry. Man, it's a tax write-off. If you watch this movie... I suggest you be inebriated in, in some shape or form. Maybe you'll find some type of entertainment with that. But even then, I still don't think that you will find this movie enjoyable. It's not awful. All right, Matt. I give it a negative six. This should give me points for sitting down and watching this movie. This movie's horrible. All the missing plots to the common sense, like the fireworks are strong enough to break a hole through a brick and had, like, a convenient opening for them to go through, but when it hits her in the face, it blinds her, didn't shoot through her skull. This movie's horrible. Like, what's the point? Tony, just stop. Just stop. Whatever you think of doing, do the opposite. Save the world some time. You will not get your money back. No one's going to care about this. This will probably win Razzie of the year. Negative six, and reality zero. Just There's a reason why this is getting the horrible reviews that it is. There's a lack of effort, lack of cohesiveness, and the lack of a character, which it's built around, which is their problem to begin with anyway. Absolutely useless movie. Does not even qualify for is bad, is good type of thing, where it's just like, turn this on on a weekend and watch this. Like this movie, an extended maybe four or five part, six part TV show. Maybe that might have been a better route for this. Like, I don't even know what streaming service Sony has, but maybe they should have put that out. This movie is so bad that Sony also had some other Spider-Man related shows lined up that at least for one show that was called Silk, like something spider related. So this would again be in the Spider-Man universe that they canceled that TV show. Because of this, how bad it was. This movie was so bad that they only put out one trailer for it. This movie is so bad that generally February is the dumping ground for bad movies. There has been kind of a trend change that to actually put out some good movies in February. But generally February is the dumping ground for bad movies because at some point you can write this movie off. It's out of the memories of people by like March and you just kind of move on. They try to put this movie out. They try to sneak it out on a holiday weekend. So that means more people have a chance not to see this movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> because uh, even before the movie came out, Dakota Johnson fired her agency. Before this movie came out, Dakota Johnson was like, she's not even going to see the movie. Apparently, she went to the premiere and must have dipped out or something. I don't know. That's how bad it is. That's her own movie. That's how bad it is. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to see this movie because of something I want to overanalyze. I'm like, no, you don't want to see yourself in the bad movie because I don't want to see you in the bad movie. (laughs) So, this movie is getting a zero. There's this joke about this movie makes Morbius seem good. And I have to agree. At least Morbius had a somewhat cohesive story. The story sucked, but you can understand it. Right. You understood it. I think it was good. It just made sense. But Sony still has two other superhero movies. So in the year that Marvel decides to fall back, they're like, we're only going to put out one movie this year, which is Deadpool. Whether that's good or bad, like, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. First one is okay. Did not like the second one too much. But this one, the next one, has Hugh Jackman, Wolverine in it. So we'll see how that turns out. Marvel was like, hey, we hear you. We're listening. Apparently, Sony's not listening because they still have Craven the Hunter this year. Venom 3 coming out this year. So there's a potential that Sony goes three for three for bad movies (laughs) this year. How is that possible? How is that possible? Like I said, this movie is, is bad. No one should see this movie. Dakota Johnson does not even want to see this movie, and that's Beastgate Pop.